Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the Big Haas Sports Podcast. I am your host, Noah Rutherford. So today we are going to dive into the NFL draft that happened a couple days ago and go through some of the best picks and some of the worst picks, in my opinion, and you know some steals, some questionable picks, and just kind of overall go and analyze um, the first round for this one. So I'll hopefully try to keep these somewhat short so you guys aren't listening for like hour, you know, hour and a half or something. I'll keep them 10 to 20 minutes long just so they're quick little snippets and you can get some information pretty quickly. So we're going to dive in first to my favorite picks of the draft and start off with, with pick number one with Joe Burrow. I really, really like that pick. I think he's one of my favorite quarterbacks coming out. Love the guy. He's a facilitator in the pocket. Really mature kid. Obviously a winner. Coming off a great year. And he can extend a play with his feet. He's surprisingly athletic. And I'm really looking forward to see what he can do in the NFL. Um, he's got some good weapons around him. He's got A.J. Green. He's got some running backs and a little bit of defensive help there, too. So if I think give him a couple of years to mature, and he's going to be really one of the top-tier quarterbacks in the league. And this is a fantastic pick for number one overall. Next, we're going to go into Chase Young with the number two pick. And he goes to Washington. And just overall the best the best player in this draft, I think. He's absolutely insanely athletic. By far the best pass rusher. And he fits good in their 4-3. And just a straight, pure edge rusher. He's, also, he's very strong and very quick and explosive. And he gets to the quarterback every single snap, it seems like. And he's a pretty smart guy. Who, you know, he recognizes formations and gets to the quarterback. And it's going to be a good fit in Washington with some of those other guys they have. You know, Ryan, who else do they have? couple other guys on that front seven who are who are first round picks and it's gonna be it's gonna be scary if he can mature and I definitely think he's gonna be one of the premier edge rushers in the league for quite a long time. Next is Jeff Okuda. I really like this pick number three. One of the better cornerback prospects we've seen in the recent years. He's a really, really solid man to man cover corner. Lockdown. He's very quick, athletic and Again, like his man coverage ability is insane. He can keep up with absolutely anybody. And he's coming from a pro-style offense. I mean, defense. Woo. Defense at Ohio State. You know, they, they produce a lot of cornerbacks. Eli Apple. Um, and they're just, they're like DBU, really. They have consistently pump out cornerbacks from there. And I think he's going to be the next good one here. Um, he can improve a little bit on his physicality. But he's going to pick good with Detroit, I think. They need another guy on that corner just to help out and take a little bit of pressure off the offense. Okay, next up, that another pick I loved was Tua. I mean, you went number five. It's pretty. You know, he went high, and I, I really, I really like the kid. I'm so happy right here. I was gonna lose my mind if they took Justin Herbert over Tua. I think Tua is by far the better player. There is some injury concerns there, but I think you give him some time in Miami. Later in the draft, they pick some guys to protect him. He, I really think, can be the next franchise quarterback. He plays like a lot of guys have been comparing him to Drew Brees, and I can totally see it with his, you know, his quick and his accurate, and he's just a leader. Really, he's he's a true leader, a good guy that can get the locker room around him, and I think he's going to be a perfect fit in Miami. I'm super excited to see what he can do. He's super, super efficient, and that's something that's going to to help him at the next at the next level because we know like if when quarterbacks can get the ball consistently to their receivers and not turn the ball over, that is what every team wants. I think that's what Miami got. So they are 
this was a great pick for them. And really looking forward to see what he can do. I think he's, I definitely think he's a franchise quarterback. Next pick I really like here was the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their new acquisition of Tom Brady. They trade up one pick to grab Tristan Wirfs. This kid is a monster. He is 6'5", 322, and very quick for a guy that's that big. He's really fast off the snap and has really good grip strength. He is going to be a solid guy to protect Tom Brady. Obviously, they got him. They're in a situation where they just need to take care of him because he's getting older. Maybe a little bit more fragile. Doesn't really seem like it, but this guy can protect him. He's going to stop guys from getting to him. He's a monster, and it's good. It's a really I really like this fit just because because they it was good awareness from them knowing that hey we need an offensive lineman we need to keep our guy Tom Brady for because you don't know how long you're going to have him we need to keep him healthy and give us the best shot to win and the best shot to win for them is keeping him in the game every single game. And this is this is a great fit. I like even they you know they gave up a little bit because they had to trade up, but overall, I think it was definitely worth it. All right, and the last pick that I really like might be a little controversial. Might be my um, unpopular opinion. So at 26, the Green Bay Packers take Jordan Love, and I've heard a lot about this. People saying, "Oh my God, they need to get Aaron Rodgers weapons. They need to help him out." I love this pick. I absolutely love this pick. Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. He's a big dude, athletic, but the biggest knock to him, he's got the, he's got a great arm. He's got, you know, all the physical traits you could want from a quarterback, but he needs to mature. This is why I think it's such a perfect fit. He's going to mature behind one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Aaron Rodgers. He's going to learn. I don't think this guy's going to be ready to start for two years, and I said that in my last one. So if he and Aaron Rodgers are getting older, so if you let him mature for a couple years behind Aaron Rodgers, then you can feed him in. This is a great pick for them. I really like this. It's a good fit for Jordan Love. He can sit back. He can mature and get better behind Aaron Rodgers. And then when the, when his time is called, he can step up. And then we look in the past at guys who have who are teams who have just picked based off of straight talent. Not really too much worried about fits, but they're like, this guy is our guy. Kansas City did it. They took Patrick Mahomes when they had Alex Smith. Even the Packers did it. They had Brett Favre, and they took Aaron Rodgers. A lot of the time, the Ravens had Flacco, and they took Lamar Jackson. All these guys are sitting for a year, a year and a half, and they come in, and they're playing fantastic ball. This is a perfect fit for the Packers, and it's a perfect fit for Jordan Love. I'm super, I'm ready for this because he's going to mature. He's got all the physical traits. He just needs to learn, and he's going to learn a lot, obviously, and, and come in and be a great player. So this is a not a big risk pick for them, and it could be a really high reward if they can find their next potentially franchise quarterback. I This is kind of shocking. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see in the future Jordan Love being the best quarterback taken from this draft. That might come back to bite me, but I could see it. So next we're going to go into my steals of the draft. And it was a couple this year. There really there really was. Some guys fell. And I think one of the overarching themes we've seen was teams where they need, you know, a lot of teams needed either an O-lineman or a receiver. Both, a lot of teams needed both of them, really. 
and we saw them valuing the O-line because they recognized that, hey, there's about four O-linemen that are top tier, and this is such a receiver-rich class that you ended up seeing a lot of these receivers fall because teams were taking O-linemen ahead of them. So we look, my number one steal of the draft, even though it was only the eighth pick, is Isaiah Simmons going down to the Cardinals. This was a great pickup for the Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons, in my top five of best players in this draft, he can play any position on that defense. Yeah, he might not fit in their system well, but he is so flexible and versatile. You can put him anywhere. You can put him absolutely anywhere you want to play him at safety. You can play him at safety. You want to have him spy on quarterbacks, you can have him do that. You want to have him rush off the side. You want to have him cover. He can do absolutely anything. Very versatile players, like the Swiss Army knife of defenders. This is a perfect fit. Arizona coming in with Cliff Kingsbury. They got weapons on the offense now. You add another big piece to their defense. I'm just really, really excited to see how this turns out. But this is this a really big steal for the draft because I had I would have never guessed such a great and versatile athlete would have fallen down to eight to them. So great, great job by the Cardinals to, to pick him up. My next big steal of the first round was Jerry Judy. So this was really shocking to me that Jerry Judy, I had him as my first receiver off the board and I had him as my as the best receiver coming out of this draft class. He went 15 to the Broncos and props to Denver for, for being patient and having him drop. They got super lucky with him. He's a insanely good route runner. The guy is going to have an immediate impact on day one. You put him opposite of Cortland Sutton. He can run routes. He can get separation. He is my favorite receiver from this draft class, and I really do think he's going to be the best coming out of here for sure. He's just a pure receiver that can get separation consistently. He's got good hands, pretty quick. This, I think this is a perfect fit. We got Drew Locke and opposite from Cortland Sutton. You got running backs now. It's going to be really, really interesting to see what he can do, but I think he's definitely going to have the most impact day one and also be the best receiver overall from this draft class. My next steal is CD Lamb. So CD Lamb surprisingly fell down to 17 right into the lap of the Cowboys, and there's no way you can pass him up. There really isn't with that much talent. The guy is basically a miniature or a younger Des Bryant. Great ball skills. Will win all the 50-50 balls. This is a great fit for Dallas. Now you have this offense is insane. Now you have Dak Prescott, Zeke. Now you add you add C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. It's looking good for Dallas with a good defense they had last year. I think he's going to be a really, really good fit because you have a route runner and a or a, a guy that can come across the middle in Amari Cooper, and now you have a deep red zone threat where they really did struggle. It's going to be a good fit, and the Cowboys got super lucky that he fell as far to them. It was a really solid pick. Next is Justin Jefferson. So Justin Jefferson, again, was my third. I had him three, kind of four, in my best receivers, and he fell all the way down to 22 to the Vikings, and they got a big steal here. One of my favorite receivers from this draft we've seen what he did has done or did in college with with joe burrow he's a again he's just a really good smooth receiver route runner they lost stefan Diggs, so now you have him and adam thielen i think he's going to be a really good player here and he's got he can he can run under deep balls he can run shallow routes he can run crossing routes anything you want this guy to do he's very versatile and He's a fighter. You can tell just when you watch him on tape. He is just fighting for every single yard. He makes stuff happen after the catch. I really, really like this pick from them. And I think 
Minnesota got really lucky now that they have someone who can fill in for Stephon Diggs now that he's gone. And finally, as much as it pains me to say this, being a Steelers fan, the Baltimore Ravens, fantastic pick. They took Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU, with the 28th pick, and that was a really good pick for them. That was one of their bigger holes was linebacker. They had some a little bit of inconsistent play there last year. And, I mean, he's this kid, great gap closer, can clog up lanes and prevent big gains off the backfield. Plays very physical and attacks the ball carrier consistently. He's explosive and solid at dropping back into coverage. Good timing on the snap when the ball's in the air. And, I mean, the only, the only little concern I have with him is that he didn't play very much in college because he was kind of bouncing around and wasn't starting as much. But this guy has some really good potential. And I think he's going to fit in with the Ravens well because they need a good physical, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, right? They're quick, physical players. This guy's a, a solid gap closer and can make plays happen all the time. He just seems to be everywhere on the field. Good play from them. I really like this pick. And that was my last steal. All right, so next for biggest, I'd say, questionable picks and, like, stretches where even if you need a position player, you kind of go further. And a guy that you is not a great first-round talent, but just to fill a position need. So first off, I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs. So he goes to Oakland. Oh, sorry, the Las Vegas now uh, with the 12th pick. And I get they need a receiver. I understand that, but I don't think Henry Ruggs was my best. He was the best receiver in the draft. I had him at fourth behind Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, and him and Jefferson kind of tied for third. But either way, when there's a guy like CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, two insanely talented receivers, I think you have to take him one of those guys over Ruggs. As much as I do like Ruggs, I think the other two are going to be better, and I think the Raiders are going to regret this pick. So next, we'll go with the Raiders again. Um, we'll stick with them. So at 19, they take Damon Arnett, cornerback from Ohio State. And I I understand they need a corner, but they also need a linebacker and a defensive lineman and an edge rusher. Like that's, I mean, the defensive in the front seven, they need a lot of help. The thing is, this corner, this, this corner class, there's top two, right? There was CJ Henderson, who went, where'd he go? Oh my gosh, where'd he go? He went ninth. And then you have Jeff Okuda. Those two were the top players in this draft in cornerback. And then there was a huge drop-off for guys that I don't think are first-round talents. I don't think Damon Arnett, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a first-round talent. He has some struggles. I don't think there was any cornerbacks outside of the, those first two who should go in the first round, and especially if you need a linebacker. The pick after was Caleb on Jaslin, for edge rusher from LSU. A great pick. It would have been a good fit and a, definitely a first-round talent. You had Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma go a couple picks later. You still had Patrick Queen on the board. I think any of those guys would have been better, and you probably could have got Damon Arnett later. You could have traded or, or got him with one of your later picks. I, I just think this was a bit of a stretch to fill a position need for them. Alrighty, my next stretch is another pick that I'm not sure about was the Dolphins at pick number, where is this pick number? 30. So they took Noah, ooh, however you say his name, Igonobi. 
cornerback from Auburn. And again, cornerbacks, I don't think there's any besides those top two that should go in the first round. They needed a safety, right? They trade Minka Fitzpatrick to Pittsburgh. They have a huge gap there. Xavier McKinney and Grant Delphit are still on the board. Xavier McKinney was in my top 20 players. He was in a lot of guys, analysts, teams. They love this kid. And when you need a safety, instead of stretching for a corner who you could probably get later, you have a ton of picks in the draft, Miami does. I don't see why they didn't take Xavier McKinney here. I think he was the best player on the board available at that time, and he fit a position need they needed perfectly. I think it would have been the best fit for them. And one of my favorite picks in this whole draft, if they would have done that, I don't like this pick at all from Miami. And then we are going to go next to the, where is it? Next pick I didn't love was the Philadelphia Eagles at 21. They take Jalen Rager from TCU, receiver. This was a deep receiver class. It really was. But on the board here was Justin Jefferson was still on the board. And Justin Jefferson is, I think, is way better of a receiver. He's more versatile. Yeah, he's not the fast, he's not as fast. Like, okay, I understand. But Jalen Rager's a tiny kid. Justin Jefferson's bigger. He's more physical. He's more versatile. You can use him, you know, anywhere you want him. I think it would have been a great fit in in Philadelphia. I just don't think Rager plays a lot like Nelson Aguilar. And you have a guy like Nelson Aguilar already on your team. I think you'd want a more pure route runner to go along to you know to go along with that speed, so your receivers aren't just one-dimensional. I think Justice Jefferson would have been a great a great fit for them, and I I just don't love that pick overall. So kept it under 20 minutes, but that was my quick little you know. I guess best best and worst picks and then some questionable picks from this draft. Let me know what you guys think. I want to hear your feedback and what I can do, be doing better. I always want to improve. And let me know if you have any other thoughts about the draft or what, what you'd like to see in the next episodes. But thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you guys in the next one.